CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Your Ben Jarofsky show for this Wednesday, August 9th starts now. On today's show, it's a Monroe Wednesday, so Monroe Anderson's back. We're going to be talking politics, we're going to be talking Trump, and we're going to be talking folding chairs. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The Ben Jarofsky Show is brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, whatever you're looking for, it's at ChicagoReader.com. And there's a new digital drop. Make sure you check that out while you're there. You want to find more from Ben Jarofsky? Just head to ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. That's J-O-R-A-B as in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this showdown in Montgomery Wednesday, and here's why. Because for the last three or four days, and I haven't talked about this on the mic, I've been obsessed, absolutely obsessed with what went down in Montgomery, Alabama this weekend. First came aware of it, I think it was uh, Sunday. That's when I first became aware of it, but it was Saturday. Uh, Saturday, bloody Saturday. Uh, uh, the riverfront fight, the riverfront brawl with so many dimensions uh, for politics in this country, race relations in this country, where we're at uh, as a civilization in this country. Uh, And uh, I told Monroe uh, that we have to talk about this. We absolutely have to talk about what went down in Montgomery. And as soon as I had that conversation with Monroe, all of a sudden, boom, the results from Ohio uh, came in with uh, yesterday's constitutional amendment, the proposal that would raise the threshold uh, on getting a constitutional amendment approved from uh, from uh, excuse me, uh, from 50 to 60 percent. It was all about uh, uh, blocking uh, reproductive rights movement in the state of Ohio. It was a massive loss for MAGA and the Republican Party. So I said, Monroe, we got to talk about that. And then all of a sudden the Cheeseboro, or maybe it's Chesboro, who knows how to pronounce the guy's name, Kenneth Chesboro memo, which laid out for Donald Trump, that emerged, which laid out for Trump uh, what he was going to do for his coup, how he was going to justify the coup with a fake uh, set of electors and Mike Pence was supposed to hammer it through on January 6th, only Mike Pence didn't hammer it through. And it's like, oh, my God, what am I going to talk about with Monroe first? So I think, Monroe, uh, let's start in uh, Montgomery, if you will, um, and uh, Montgomery, Alabama, with what went down uh, this weekend. Before I do, this is the theme of the day, Monroe. Joe Biden is irrelevant right now. When it comes to the 2024 election, it's all about Trump and it's all about the MAGA movement and it's all about the revulsion that non-MAGA people have toward MAGA and it's all about MAGA's refusal and the Republican Party's refusal, their inability, Monroe, to move toward the middle. 
their inability to break free from the extremists in their party that are dragging them in every instance, Monroe, to the right. And I do not know how that's going to work electorally. I had Steve Kraft on the show yesterday, the longtime uh, political journalist of Fox TV, political journalist in Arizona, the Mike Flannery of Arizona, ladies and gentlemen, was on the show. Uh, and he was just talking about how insane it is that in a purple state like Arizona, which is almost 50-50, it's probably a little more Republican than Democrat, but it's purple. It's leaning go either way. When you got to go to the middle, the Republicans keep going right. It's almost like they want to lose. So to me, that's that's what's on the docket uh, come November. And that's kind of like the overriding theme for all of these issues. We're going to talk about Montgomery, Ohio, and Trump's continuous assault on the Justice Department. So Monroe, are you ready to go? Yep. All right, let's I'm, start. With, I'm, I'm ready. All right, Montgomery, Alabama, man. I know you've seen the videos, the brawl that broke out on the banks of the Alabama River in downtown Montgomery, Alabama, uh, with all the symbolism that the Alabama River has towards slavery, because that's where slaves are taken uh, and uh, be sold on the docks there in Montgomery. All the symbolism of Montgomery, Rosa Parks uh, started her movement. She refused to go to the back of the bus in Montgomery. Martin Luther King brought the civil rights movement, uh, SCLC, to Montgomery. All that symbolism and all that meaning. And all of a sudden there was a brawl. White guys jumped on one black guy. And they were pounding in Monroe. And the next thing you know, here comes the cavalry. <laughs> right. Right. I, I think some of the, the passengers off the tourist bu- boat got in the fight. You know, I, I was watching to see wh- where these people were coming from. And I think that uh, a, a couple of people who were on the tourist boat yeah. who saw what was going on said, okay, <laughs> let me join in on this. And it was mainly among racial lines, not completely, but pretty much so. Well, let's break it down. It, it uh, It's interesting that you should say that because um, I just heard an interview with the captain of the riverboat. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this interview, Jim. I think it's Cretel, uh gave an interview and he's a white man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was it's uh, an interview uh, well worth listening to. But just for folks who may not know about what's going on here, at Monroe, I feel compelled just to give them background. So their riverboat, there's a riverboat, which is mainly for tourists that goes up and down uh, the Alabama River, was attempting to dock. And it's at its place on the dock. It's reserved place. So passengers could get off. Maybe other passengers can get on. Uh, and there was a smaller boat. A platoon. A platoon right in front of them. And uh, so the riverboat, the captain of the riverboat, several times asked that smaller boat to move. And they'd had trouble with the people who are in this smaller boat in the past docking where the riverboat's supposed to go. He asked them several times to move. They gave him the middle finger. So then his co-captain, a black man, attempted to who was on the dock, attempted to move the boat out of the way. That's when the people who were on the boat, white people, jumped the black guy. And that's when the fight began. And they were just pounding away. And I mean, I give the guy credit, Monroe. He's one against like five. Yeah, he was a big he was a big man, though. He was a pretty big man, yeah. He was a big guy, but still one against five. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. No, it wasn't it wasn't equal odds. Yeah. 
And the next thing you know, people are coming in from all over the place to aid uh, the, the the co-captain. Uh, he was the co-captain of uh, uh, Damian Pickett is his name. Uh, and we're coming to his aid. Uh, and this, the scenes that were captured by individuals on the dock of the brawl that ensued. And on very, the boat, very, somebody was shooting it from the boat too, I think. From the dock and yeah, from the boat. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, those scenes, Monroe, have just gone viral on social media, on Instagram uh, in particular, where I've been obsessing over it for the last three days. Uh, and then the memes. There's so many funny memes. I got. I have to admit, but the part that I like the, I think I like the best Monroe, was the image of the man swimming in from the riverboat. He jumped off the riverboat. He saw the fight going on. He jumped in and he was swimming. He swam to the shore to come to the aid of Damian Pickett. And that was like something out of a 1970s black exploitation movie, Monroe. Do you follow what I'm saying? It's. Like, I thought I was at the Howard Street Theater and the, the crowd was cheering the movie screen. Uh, that was my reaction. I have to admit, I was like, go get them. I, I have to admit, Monroe, I had that feeling. What was your response? Yeah, well, you, you know, there was this one white guy who ran to the fight when, when they were beating up Pickett. And he ran to the fight and jumped knees first into Pickett. Yeah, he's I think it was a football game or something like that. You know, it was uh, it was wild. And what's you know, you have driving while black, you have walking while black. Now you got working while black, but you can get attacked. You know, there's no place. No, there's there's no place for us to hide. There's there's no sanctuary from white racism. Yeah, uh, working while black. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, just like what's going on in someone's mind? You know what I'm saying? And we talk so much about lawlessness in Chicago and how Chicago's used by MAGA uh, to send a message to the rest of the world. What happens uh, when liberals are in charge? Uh, well, you know what the, the, the muttering is uh, when there's black people. Uh, who live in the city. And then we see this. It's like, what, what in the world were these white people on that boat thinking? Monroe, help us out of here. When they attacked Damian Pickett. What they were thinking was white supremacy, white privilege. They had the platoon, and they wanted to hook it up there. And because they were white people, they ought to be able to what they do what they want to do. And because he was black, he he better not be telling them what they should be doing. And you know this this unfortunately this is still too much thinking in in, in America. You mean too much? There's too much of this attitude. Attitude, yeah, right, exactly. What white attitude? Well, it was on display. And then the backlash, of course, when people came to the aid of uh, Damian Pickett. And uh, this is what I will just read to you. This is the um, what the captain had to say. Captain Jim Cottrell, 
who is the, the captain of the riverboat, a white man, said he believed the attack on his co-captain, Damian Pickett, over the weekend was racially uh, motivated. Racially well, motivated. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they did call him a, a, a nigger. Yeah, they did. They were, they, were, they were using that word. Yeah. So I guess that uh, exhibit A. And here's what right. Charles said. Quote, the white guys that attacked my deckhand, and he was a senior deckhand first mate, I can't think of any other reason they attacked him other than it being racially motivated. All he did was move their boat up three feet. It makes no sense to have six people trying to beat the snot out of you just because you moved their boat up a few feet. In my opinion, the attack on Damien was racially motivated. This were his comments that he made. Yeah. Uh, and um, see, here's the thing, Monroe, and I'd love, love for you to riff on this. This is blowing up on social media right now, particularly on black social media. And whenever MAGA talks about the upcoming election, they talk about it in terms of MAGA getting fired up. They talk about it like, oh, here's another indictment against Donald Trump. We're really fired up now. Don't you dare indict our cult leader, our our emperor, the man our, we love, our, our our president, because our president, most of them think he's a real president. So that fake. And so they read these articles by liberals in the New York Times. You know, uh, I always make fun of them because they're just so anxious. They're like in a fetal position. Maybe we shouldn't indict Trump, even if he breaks the law, because it gets MAGA mad, you know. And I'm like, have you ever thought of the response outside of MAGA to MAGA? Right. And that's what I'm getting. You know what I'm saying? Monroe? Right. I mean, like the compounded of thought impact all this has for people who despise MAGA. Right. I think black turnout's going to be pretty high in 2024, Monroe. And I don't think it matters who is on the ticket uh, for the Democratic Party. Your thoughts? Oh, oh yeah. And, and even more so is uh, white women, women in general, but white women because of, of um all the effort to get into their bedrooms and decide what they can do or not do with their bodies. So that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's why we had Ohio. Uh, we had Kansas a year ago. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's the Republican party is is on a kamikaze mission and i don't know why but um i welcome it what do you mean they're on a kamikaze mission they're destroying themselves they, they, they're trying they, hey bannon had this had this this um this this whole movement that he was heading where he was going to destroy all the institutions he said you had to destroy all the all the institutions that we have and rebuild them. And that's what MAGA is doing. They're following Bannon's game plan. And they've gotten on all the school boards. That was one of his suggestions. He says you, you infiltrate from the bottom up. So they've, they've taken over a lot of school boards in, in, in Republican territory. And this is where you get the anti um, woke movement and the anti-critical race theory movement and the book marriage. Yeah. 
um, is all from these people. Well, I, I, I view it again. Uh, whatever fires MAGA up, this will fire up anti-MAGA. And this is a lesson I learned, Monroe, uh, in Chicago, Chicago politics in the early 80s, because Chicago was so racially divided when I first moved here. Well, it still is, but it's, it was even more racially divided in the early 80s. And any political movement that looked as though it might have some benefit for black people instigated a backlash. That's right. what I learned with Harold Washington. Right. Uh, but the reverse was true in those days. He felt like council wars. He has the attack on Harold Washington rally black people to right. Harold Washington. Right. And so it was just like, you're in a bubble either way. If you assume that your side's the only one that's mad. So MAGA's all fired up. Oh, they're going after our president. We're going to show them. We're going to come out to vote, and we're going to get. Uh, well, except, okay, I want I, to take exception with that. Go that MAGA is doing what MAGA is doing, and black people and women aren't in a bubble. They're part of the victims. They are. They are the true victims, while the MAGA people. Are, are claiming victimization. And so as a victim, you've got to be aware as a target. So black people are constantly like, keeping an eye out for, for white white people because they never know when they're going to go crazy on them. Yeah. Uh, what, what I meant by the bubble is uh, the perception that what you're doing is not going to have a, a you're just so unaware of people outside your bubble that you don't have aware you're not aware of the political uh ramifications of what you're doing i think that's pronounced right now uh in this country particularly as your point your point's well taken uh with maga it just they just don't have like i'll give you another example that just this just broke uh we did not even mention this to you in the pre-show prep uh ron DeSantis. Uh, in who's desperately trying to uh, walk that fine line uh, between winning over MAGA voters by being more MAGA than Trump to get the Republican nomination uh, and present himself somehow or other as attractive to independents. I don't know how this man thinks he's going to do that, yeah. Monroe. Yeah, well, he uh, he's, he's not big on thinking, but... <laughs> Oh my! He just removed another uh, district attorney down in in Florida. I don't yeah. know if you saw, saw this. If that broke, uh, I just saw it in the New York Times. He went after uh, it's the second prosecutor he's removed. I guess he's the authority. It's some bizarre uh, law in, in Florida gives the governor uh, the ability to remove a district attorney who's been elected by the people, uh, a black woman uh, prosecutor, and. So it's like MAGA thinks they could do anything, Monroe, and they're not going to provoke a response. No, they think I mean, this is again, this is the, the 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 white privilege mentality. They think they can do anything because they're white, and um, and they're trying to the country. The country they want to get when when they say they want their country back, they're they're talking nineteen fifty. And so that's where they're trying to put it in 1950. Yeah. That, that could have happened. 
And, and in fact, the two, the, the mother and daughter from Georgia who were um, part of these uh, handling the votes, counting the votes, yeah. uh, I, I, I think it was with them. Somebody said that um, they wish it was 1923, not 2023, because they could lynch them. <laughs> yeah, they're out there. I mean, it's just uh, so, for instance, down in Georgia, uh, uh, where Fanny and you corrected me last week when I called her Fanny uh, Willis, uh, the uh, the prosecutor uh, in uh, Atlanta who's mounting the case against Donald Trump uh, regarding his intrusion into uh, politics in Georgia to get the uh, secretary of state to throw out votes. <laughs> uh, and so that uh, Trump can claim the state was his. What did he say? Monroe fined 11,780 votes. Yeah. Uh, he told him to find those and then get rid of them. Uh, and um, like she, the threats she faces, this, the security they're having to, uh, the security barricades they're having to erect around the courthouse. Yeah. Uh, no, and she says she's been called the N word more than. Uh... Yeah, she thinks anybody in the country. Period. Yeah, it's just like this this feeling that they're above the law, that they can do what they want, say what they want. Yeah, there's no consequences for it, and um, it's it is scary, uh, Monroe. Um, it's particularly scary uh, when you think that if Donald Trump is reelected or elected again, uh, that they will be free to do whatever they want. Oh, they will if, if Trump gets there, but he's not going to get there. Yeah. He's not, he, 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 he is not going. He, he may get the nomination. He will probably get the nomination. But then it's bloodlet. <laughs> will he get the nomination? All right. I am actually... I am actually open. This I am open. I've been. I know I've been saying all along the nomination is his. I know I've just been saying that over and over again. But in the back of my mind, Monroe, there's for the first time I'm entertaining the thought that Donald Trump may not get the nomination, the Republican nomination. I know that sounds in. Uh, it just sounds impossible given that he's up. What is it, fifty four percent or something like that? Right. Um, but we're still a ways off from that first primary. There's the the uh, the debate that's scheduled for later this month, which he may or may not. Yeah, two weeks from now. Yeah, I don't know if he doesn't Trump, appear. It. Well, Trump says he's not going to do it. Uh, they may uh, drag him into it because uh, they're they're messing with his mind. His, his opponents are calling him scared <laughs> chicken. I, I can't remember. Oh, back to the future. When that's, that, that's the one thing. If you called uh, the character in that uh, chicken that he would, he'd have to fight, you know, he, that, those were fighting words because he wasn't a chicken. Uh, and, and, and so that, that may work on Trump. They said he's he's too chicken to debate, but there's no reason why he should debate. 
at all. And it would be interesting, the debate would be interesting if Trump isn't there because uh, uh, the, the dwarfs are going to have to fight each other yeah. to, to um, get attention to the idea, the notion that they may be a good Trump substitute. And then some of them are, are, are going to be trying to be Trump's vice president. So they're not going to be critical of Trump. So it's going to be an interesting mix regardless. And if Trump comes there, uh, Chris Christie's going to kick his butt. Yeah. I, so, listen. And, and, and you, you heard that Pence just finally got enough uh, to qualify, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> the vice president. <laughs> who, sh who should be the heir apparent to, to the candidacy is it, just barely getting by. Well, we talked about this at length with David Ferris uh, last week. Mike Pence, uh, his cowardice coming out of the block. Well, I give Mike Pence credit for not going along with Donald Trump. We'll get into uh, the Chaz Barrow or Cheese Barrel memo in a little bit. Uh, We'll, we'll get into it now might as well. So the cheese barrel memo, which was just revealed yesterday uh, by the New York Times, uh, drafted by a lawyer, uh, Kenneth Cheeseborough or Chesborough, however he pronounces it. Uh, it looks like Chesborough Monroe. I have no idea if he pronounces it like cheeseburger or Chesborough, but uh, it lays out the plan. Uh, and the plan is to have uh, an alternate or fake group of electors. This goes back to our insane electoral college uh, in every contested state. And so, for instance, in Wisconsin, which Biden won, if you follow the rules, if you follow the law, if you follow the Constitution, that would mean they would send, uh, I forget, let's say, I forget how many electors Wisconsin has, but whatever that is, and they would all vote for Joe Biden. So what Donald Trump's strategy was, challenge the votes of Wisconsin, put up uh, a fake group of winning electors, and then uh, do that in Georgia, do that in, in, in Arizona, do that in Pennsylvania, do that in North Carolina. Well, he won North Carolina, so he wasn't going to do it there. In any one of these contested states. Uh, and then when it comes time on January 6th to counting the, um, the electors, Mike Pence would go along by saying, well, uh, we're going to count the Trump electors in Wisconsin. And to his credit, Pence said, no, I'm not going to do that. But where he... Um, Monroe, in my opinion, hurt his own standing uh, in politically speaking and historically speaking uh, and hurt the country is that he did not publicly defy Trump by name in that moment. He did. It, yes, he uh, didn't go along with Trump's scheme for the coup, but he didn't out Trump, if you will. He didn't take the attack public. He didn't uh, confront him in a very public way. Uh, way that would like may have led to Trump's impeachment. Well, I say, but I understand why he didn't. Why? Because on January 6th, there was a noose outside the Capitol building and dozens, if not scores, maybe hundreds of people chanting, hang Mike Pence. And so they didn't get a chance to hang him. But had he had he taken that action, some wacko would have tried to shoot him 
I tell him he's to, he would have been in greater danger. Well, I think it was for political reasons he did it, not safety reasons, because follow me on this. So the insurrection occurred before at the interrupted the vote counting. Uh, and they had a break, obviously. Uh, the, they had to get right. the insurrectionists out of the white, out of the Capitol. Right. Right. Then they came back later that evening. Uh, and that's when uh, they gaveled through uh, the electors to officially pronounce Joe Biden the winner. Very strange system we have of electing a president. He already won the popular vote overwhelmingly. What was right. it, 7 million votes, Monroe? Right. 7 million. Uh, yeah. And so this insane system of electoral college, which, as I always point out, the Republicans would have got away with, we'd have gotten rid of a long time ago had they lost in 2020. They were just, we'd be well along the way to a moving to get rid of it. Anyway, uh, because of our system of electoral college voting, it's not an official um, official uh, act until that uh, that symbolic ceremony of the Senate counting the uh, electoral votes. Uh, what I'm saying, I don't think he was in physical threat at that moment. The insurrections have been cleared from the Capitol. If anything, he had survived and my, he should have been defiant. He should have said there was a threat on our democracy that just took place. There was a threat on my life. And Donald Trump has been bugging me for the last two weeks to accept a fake group of electors. I am not going to accept a fake group of electors. I'm going to accept the electors who were elected because the voters of these states voted for Joe Biden. He didn't do that, Monroe. I think he didn't do it because he didn't want to antagonize MAGA politically because uh, he wanted their votes. So he was somehow thought MAGA was going to vote for him yeah, well, he, he, he didn't go along with Trump. Go. Well, he he was physically afraid, and that was another factor. But that factor made no sense whatsoever. Uh, anybody who's interested in hanging you is not going to say, "Oh, never mind. <laughs> I vote for him instead." Yeah, I don't know. I I, I whether of course Pence thinks that that God intends for him to be president. God had decided he's going to be president. Yeah. So. Um, well, he's deluded, man. But uh, right, exactly. He is seriously deluded, and uh, I suppose that this notion of wiser minds taking control of the Republican Party. Um, I suppose that's like a, a fantasy. And that in reality, uh, we're just going to have to run this one out and see where it goes. Uh, I, I, that's kind of where I struggle with it, Monroe. You know, at some point I go, eh, I can't believe the Republicans are going to follow this. Uh, they're going to follow this man off the cliff. Uh, and then on the other hand, I'm like, I, I, they are following him off the cliff. Well, except, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're walking along the edge of the cliff right now. They, they have them follow him out. Uh, the the hardcore MAGA people, which will possibly, I think they're shrinking in size. What's really interesting is the MAGA, the, the MAGA nuts are shrinking in numbers, but rising in dedication to Trump. I mean, they're more fervent about Trump than um, anybody is about any other candidate. So they're willing to die for him. That's not a good sign.
Well, I know that is not a good sign. It's not a healthy sign in any way. By the way, uh, if Trump does not appear in the republic in the Republican debates, which I understand why you say, I understand why he does it because he's so far ahead. Right. I would urge Joe Biden don't get on the, st- the debate stage with Donald Trump. I saw nothing beneficial that emerged from the debates between Biden and Trump in 2020. Right. Uh, except for in a really strange way, Donald Trump, his insanity in those debates. It was a weird form of entertainment. Um, but I, I didn't see anything that benefited the electorate. I don't think it changed anybody's mind. I, um, I don't see why Joe Biden would want to put up with, with abuse from a guy, uh, a man who just will say absolutely anything at any given time, whether it's true or not. So you, it's not even a legit debate. Um, I wouldn't go on stage. If Donald Trump's not going to go on stage with Chris Christie, if I'm Joe Biden, I wouldn't go on stage with Donald Trump's your thoughts. I, that's, that's too far off. Uh, by, by the time that time rolls around, uh, Trump might be wearing a, a bracelet on his ankle. <laughs> so, so Biden might want to debate him just <laughs> right in the middle of, of the debate. Say, excuse me, is that your bracelet? <laughs> I didn't hear you well. Could you repeat that? Donald Trump. I mean, he could, uh, he could have fun with it if, if, uh, or he could be really serious about it because it's so absurd that it, it can be funny at times. Yeah. What is absurd is that Joe Biden has completely disappeared from the newspapers. Uh, it's it's remarkable. Monroe, this is why I began with with the assertion uh, that Joe Biden uh, is largely irrelevant uh, in the uh, 2024 campaign. Here we are. He's the president. The economy is strong. Uh, well, he, he's going to be out there now taking credit for all the infrastructure that he did. Yeah, but it, it compared to the, I mean, you got compared to the fact that his opponent uh, has got like four cases pending against him, four criminal cases pending against him. You know what I'm saying? Monroe? I just well, like. You know, he, he's, let's be fair now. He only has three <laughs> indictments. The, the fourth one hasn't happened yet. <laughs> there will uh, be four. There uh, may be five or six. Uh, all right, well, we'll finish up with this before we go to Ohio. Uh, Donald Trump, in anticipation of the indictment out of Georgia, uh, uh, Fonnie Willis's indictment, uh, took a shot at her uh, at t- a speech Tuesday in New Hampshire. Just made stuff up, Monroe. Just like, I mean, they'd have never learned, do they? Uh, and uh, claimed that uh, she had a, an affair with a gang member. And he did that in classic Trump style. I don't know. That's what they say. Yeah. Right. She, had, she slept. Right. right. You know. Uh, and so MAGA will be repeating that. I don't know if Fox is going to pick it up and repeat it. Maybe Fox has learned its lesson, uh, you know, from 
uh, losing the uh, the massive court case uh, that they did, and they're on the, there's another court case against them. I don't know. Maybe they haven't learned their lesson, but MAGA will pick it up and just keep repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. Well, uh, you know, because she could she could sue off of that. She could take Fox down the that that um, trail and, and sue it and, and and win the case on that. And, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. And of course Trump has no shame whatsoever or no discipline. Yeah. Well yeah, they, this is this is the thing we have with Trump. Mm-hmm. He is he is baiting the uh three black people that's driving him nuts because he they have the power over him. That's Bragg, that's Willis, and that's um Chuck uh Chuck. The um the, the judge, the black woman judge, yeah. uh, Chunk. What is it, Chuckum? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he he he's he's calling all three of them racist. He's he's baiting the judge, hoping that um, she will put him in 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 behind bars for um, breaking her her rules her her, her rules. So he could prove that he's a, a victim. He can, you know, if, if Martin Luther King could write a uh, letter from from Birmingham jail, then Trump could. Uh, he couldn't write a letter. <laughs> how could how could Trump? He could write a tweet, maybe, <laughs> or or th- a thread or something from a D.C. jail. Yeah, talking um, about what a victim he is. No, but, I, I, his yeah. problem is he has a finite audience. He has a defined audience that's not going to grow. And 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 he hopes it will. He thinks it will, but it's not going to grow. He he's turning off more people than he's turning on, and these these indictments. Sure, they are firing up his following, but they aren't firing or turning everybody else off. Uh, Tanya Chutkin is the uh, the judge in uh, in in Washington uh, that Donald Trump uh, is also aggravated about, and he wants to have that case moved to West Virginia. Right. Uh, or any, or maybe he wants to have it moved to Alabama, uh, but it better not be Montgomery because I don't think he's very popular in Montgomery, Alabama. That's for sure. Uh, and uh, so, all right, let's uh, let's move to Ohio. Uh, I was um, out for a walk last night when listener Frank texted me uh, with the results from Ohio. A shout out, listener Frank. He beat the New York Times and the Washington Post to that story. So they had not declared victory in Ohio. Uh, and uh, I just immediately started texting everybody. It was um, it was just one of those compelling moments, uh, Monroe. And let me uh, just take a little deeper dive and get your thoughts on this one. So this was a, a, like a sneaky play by Republicans. And there was a movement going in Ohio to have on uh, the ballot in November 
a, uh, a binding referendum that would protect reproductive rights for women in that state because Ohio had been moving uh, in the opposite direction for quite a while in uh, basically outlawing abortion to the point where a 10-year-old girl who was raped had to go to Indiana to get the abortion. And we talked about that a lot last year. So uh, that's where the situation was in Ohio. And there was a movement by uh, the pro-choice forces to get this uh, referendum on the ballot. They had collected over, I think, 700,000 signatures. And uh, so to undercut that effort, Right now in Ohio, the rule is if all you need is more than 50% majority to pass a referendum. So to undercut that, there was a second resolution or a second referendum put on the ballot by the, the Republicans uh, in a special election that just took place yesterday. It would raise the threshold to 60%. And Monroe, I had doubt that the uh, pro-choice people could defeat that because one, it was confusing. Look how much I had to do explaining I had to do right there. Yeah. Two, it's August off. Not, it's it's uh, not a typical election season. Uh, and three, um, they they spent so much time, MAGA did, just clouding the issue with everything they could think of to say, well, this is to protect you against trans rights. Or this is to protect you from taking your guns away. I said... I don't know. And, and plus, Ohio have been drifting MAGA, Monroe. It went for Trump twice. Yeah. So I was like, they're, I don't know about this one. This is going to be interesting. Monroe, it was like Pritzker versus Darren Bailey in Illinois in 20. As, as soon as the polls were closed, they were like, wow, well, this. Before the polls were closed, they were saying that. Yeah, no, it's one. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because. Uh, <laughs> Because of the number of people who voted, yeah, the early voting, and they could tell there was enthusiasm. And from their polling back then, fifty-eight uh, percent of of Ohioans uh, didn't want this law that the Republicans were planning on on passing. So the advice, and, and they clarified it uh, in, 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 the, in the campaign, the, the, the pro-choice people. They, they said, vote no now and vote yes in December. <laughs> you know, I got to say, the voters, um, I, I did this riff on a different uh, shows, but I'll do it again. The voters really impressed me on that one. Uh, I have dyslexia, Monroe, so it's like I always get things reversed anyway, and I have to think, pause and think. The no vote is for, I have to really think about it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's counterintuitive. It's really a no vote here is a yes vote for abortion rights. Is yeah. it, you know what I mean? You got to reverse it a little bit. Uh, people didn't have trouble with it. <laughs> they, they saw right through it. And, you know, Monroe, it just exposed the deviousness of politicians. Well, what it exposes is how weak the Republicans are, how much trouble they are in yeah. for next year. They're in big time. I mean, OK, there was Kansas a year ago. There was Wisconsin maybe six months ago when mm -hmm. they were, where the Wisconsin got the liberal judge. Yes. Out of the thing. You're getting these reactions. Uh, the Republicans aren't winning anything.
just test after test after test. And so what's 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 going to lead to they're doing well in the elections next year? Nothing. Well, I uh so this this uh measure I've read all the analysis, or not all, but I've read many, many uh, articles analyzing uh, the, what Ohio means. And clearly it means that abortion rights as an issue will beat any attempt by Republicans to take away abortion rights. Right. Now, how does that play beyond a special referendum or a special election on abortion? So uh, right now, the, the incumbent uh, senator uh, in the state of Ohio is a Democrat who's up for reelection uh, and uh, uh, Sherrod Brown. And, you know, the, the rule of thumb is that state would go MAGA. OK, that was just sort of the conventional thinking. And now you got to say to yourself. And Andrew Ellison, shout out to you, who's on our show saying this a while ago. I don't know if that's the case, Monroe. Can Sherrod Brown link the movement against him to the movement that tried to deny or is still actively trying to deny uh, reproductive rights for women? Do you follow what I'm saying? Can he make that the central issue? Yeah, I don't think he has to make it. I think that women are just so pissed off at the Republicans for um, trying to control their bodies, trying to turn them into second-class second citizens, that um, they, can, they, can, they, can, they can run me for senator against <laughs> Trump in Ohio, and I don't even live there. <laughs> I can go visit and win. I mean, I'm serious. I think it's going to be that bad for them. Yeah. And with Trump just being crazier by the by the minute, he's just he's just going deeper and deeper and deeper with with his shovel. He's just digging away. Well, uh, so essentially, you're subscribing to the theory that I laid out at the start of the show that right now it Biden is irrelevant. If it's because that's what you're saying. If I know you're joking, but if Monroe Anderson can go in Ohio and uh, defeat the Republican for Senate, uh, then it means it really doesn't matter who the Democratic candidate is because uh, the issues that MAGA is uh, championing are so at odds with the right. And they have no, they have no, the Republicans have no issue. What's yeah, their platform? It's anti-Democrat. You know, they're trying to make an uh, Hunter Biden an issue. And he is with the MAGA crowd, but nobody else. You know, because a relevant, a relative does not factor into presidential elections. You know, um, President Carter had a problem with his, his brother. Yeah, I just, oh my God. <laughs> Clinton had a problem with his brother. Yeah. Uh, Nixon, he had a problem with his right, brother. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> George but, Bush. Right. Exactly. But none of them had a big, big impact on the election because uh, the reality is dysfunctional family yeah. is redundant. 
So, and everybody who has a family knows this, that you have no control over what your what a relative of yours will do or not do. Monroe, that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. Oh, my God. Everybody has got a brother or a sister that's driving them crazy. Or crazy uncle, you know. Yeah. That's a, that's a running joke, <laughs> crazy uncle at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. <laughs> crazy uncle at Thanksgiving dinner. Absolutely. Uh, I was just, you know, it's funny. Right before you were going, it's like how our minds think alike. Right before you said Jimmy Carter had a problem, I, I wrote down Billy. Right. For Billy Carter. Remember yeah. Billy Carter and, uh, and Billy Beer? <laughs> Billy Beer. Yeah, Billy Carter trying to make money off of his brother being the president of the United States. Jimmy Carter had a lot of problems uh, when he ran for re-election against Ronald Reagan. But Billy Carter, trust me, was not the reason he lost. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I, uh, I hear what you're saying. Um, the Democrats, uh, they, that Dobbs decision... That Republican totally Republicans. So here's the deal, Monroe. The Republicans have been ruling as minority party with majority powers for so long. They think they could just get away with it forever. Right. They in Ohio has been as a gerrymandered state. So the Republicans control the state house and pass their anti-abortion laws because they gerrymandered the hell out of the, the map. Yeah. It's an, uh, and they, uh, they, they, they should look to Michigan and take notes because we, Michigan was that way. No more. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, we'll close with the uh, the regular question uh, that you and David Ferris get uh, every show. I delight in this question. Uh, is Chris Christie any closer to winning that Republican nomination than he was a week ago? Uh, yeah, I think he is. And not much closer, but closer. Because I mean, he, he is steadily jabbing and uppercutting <laughs> and... Uh, Throw, uh, I mean, he he's he just keeps beating on Trump, and it's kind of between the indictments and all the revelations that are that are coming out as the indictments come down. I think he's going to establish it. You know, I would I would not be surprised if Chris Christie is not the person. Say that again. All over. I would not be surprised if Chris Christie. Gets the nomination, well, the Republican nomination before it's over. Wow. Okay. So you have really moved on this issue. I this is the question I ask you and uh, David Ferris every week that you're on, and um, see, the point I keep making is that uh, I would say thirty percent of the Republican electorate does not want Donald Trump, uh, or uh, and that's I I call that the Liz Cheney vote, and I. You know, if it's a divided uh, a primary, 30 percent is a significant number if, if they rally around one candidate and the obvious candidate for them to rally around is Chris Christie. Uh, and so that's why I'm all over the map with this one, Monroe. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not making one of my my pointed um, predictions <laughs> yet. I'm just saying that I would not be surprised. We, we need a little more time. Yeah, well, it's I, week by week. A couple of more. 
indictments. <laughs> and plus, Trump is getting crazier. Uh, did you see? Did you see any of Saturday's uh, rally? That I Wait. mean, uh, last night's uh, the Tuesday Trump, rally in New Hampshire, yeah. where he started yeah. ripping a funny well. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, where he was talking about sweating. Yeah, and how it was hot there. And that's why he was doing it. And uh, although it was more than the, it was more than the heat at that rally that had him sweating. Yeah, Jack no, Smith has her sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and and Judge Tanya has him sweating. Yeah. I mean, he has a lot of sweat to sweat about. Yeah, he, he he's really scared of that Judge Tanya. And then the other thing, uh, he's getting into war words with Christy about being fat. Right. Oh no, right. We, yeah. I'm yeah. like, bro. Oh Lord, he's insane. Trump calling Chris Christie fat. Pot and skillet or whatever. Right, exactly. All right, Monroe. That's an interesting answer on Chris Christie. That is a that is a move, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in Vegas right now, you might want to move some money there because that is a significant move. No, because uh, the thing is, Chris Christie is vicious, and he's and he's and funny at the same time. He can be amusing, and he has his thoughts. Yeah. That will appeal to regular Republicans, and more more MAGA people are becoming regular, going back to being regular. And a lot of Republicans who left the party would come back for Christie, but Christie's not going to be president. I don't. Think. No, not, I, not going to be president, but he could be their nominee. Because well, at some point they're going to have to start de-Trumpifying. Yeah. What. One step at a time, Monroe. Right. One step at a time. Right. All right, very good. We've run out of time, Monroe. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, I won't talk to you next week because I'll be on a much-needed vacation, but I'll talk to you in a couple weeks, all right? Okay. All right. All right, Monroe, you take care. also want to thank Patricia Chris doing an outstanding job. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Take care, everybody. And remember, you can always download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, get Benny J bonus interviews, and a whole lot more great content, all from the Chicago Reader at chicagoreader.com. Follow the Ben Jarofsky Show on Instagram at Benny J Show, and like and subscribe to the Ben Jarofsky Show on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms.